Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. This is episode 41. My name's Matt. I'll be your host for this evening's festivities. I'm joined, as always, by Darren. Hello. And by Destiny. Hey, hey, hey. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast all about video games, mental health, and other shit that we find important, worthy to talk about, or just plain entertaining. Uh, if you're new to the show, please conti- please like, subscribe, share. If you don't know where to find us and somehow you've stumbled across us in some weird underbelly of the internet, parallel you can catch universe. us on yeah, Parallel Universe. You can catch us on Podbean. You can catch us on Spotify, Google Play, blah, 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 Apple. That's what I was looking for. And any other major podcast network. If you're trying to find us on SoundCloud, we're still working on that because they limit to how much we can upload at one time. Which, oh, is a whole, yeah, which is a whole kick in the pants. Um, <laughs> so please like, subscribe, and share. And if, you, and if you're curious about hearing more from us or seeing what our faces look like, I'm looking at you, Denmark. You can check us out on YouTube. You Czech Republic? And Denmark. We got oh, wow. In Denmark. Uh, I'm looking at you, Denmark, and Czech Republic. You good old Czechies. Um, check, oh, no. check us out on YouTube. You search for Burnout Brighter Games. We have a new Let's Play series. The last week was... A game that we played that I'm struggling to remember. Moving out. What? Yes. Moving yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Moving out. We moved right out. Uh, that out. show is going to switch to a bi-weekly schedule just going forward as we kind of figure out the editing process and stuff and try and make them better and better. So catch Streets of Rage 4 <gasps> in just a couple weeks. My shit. Destiny's shit. I'm so excited. As always, we're going to start with a round of random questions. Okay, Matt, go ahead. Shit. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> okay. Um, if you could turn any video game into a candy bar, which one would you turn into a candy bar, and why? And what what would it taste less? Walk us through the mouthfeel of that ki- video game candy bar. I have an easy, quick answer for this. Oh, good. Give me a quickie. I would turn the Kirby series into a candy bar. So when you try to eat it, it actually eats you. Um, it swallows it, you whole. It's the snack that bites back. Or more like the snack that <laughs> swallows back, cute. snack that sucks back. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Kirby, quite a snack. Sucks your ass, Mark. God, that got sexual really quick. That got sexual? Sexual. 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 No, I would turn Kirby into a candy bar because, first of all, Kirby as a game is just something that's like very, very sweet, very cute. Mm-hmm. And I think cute and sweet things work well as candy. Obviously, it would have marshmallow in it because Kirby's very like puffy. I'm picturing very... like taffy. No, it's like a nougat, not taffy because oh, that's like very a sticky. Nougat. Like a okay, nougat, a nougat, soft nougat, maybe some marshmallow. Like a caramel. Is it like strawberry yeah. chocolate? And it would be like a strawberry chocolate because of all the fruit that Kirby eats. Oh. Uh. And um. All that fiber. Actually, does Kirby eat a lot of fruit? Oh my god. No, he just doesn't, he doesn't, eat a lot of he eats cake. He eats cake. He but doesn't cake. he also like suck apples off trees and shit? Yeah. Isn't that, like the first major boss is yeah. going, going yeah. up against some apples. But like mm-hmm. apples are not like a fruit you normally think of putting in like a chocolate bar. But I'm but thinking like a strawberry. Can be different. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you but can pave the way. I just like the idea of like a, a strawberry chocolate, a pink strawberry chocolate to like match Kirby's pinkness, pillowy on the inside. Did you say pigness? Pigment. Pink, 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 oh, I thought you said pinkness. And pinkness. Also, like, it doesn't have to be a chocolate candy bar. No, but... Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just a candy bar. It yeah. It would be like... You know... We'll do like a strawberry white chocolate. Yeah. Because like, there's not a lot of... I think there's no cocoa in white chocolate. Just the butter. Yeah. So you like sugar and butter and stuff. Yeah. So like a strawberry white chocolate with marshmallow and uh, maybe a little like 
cookie crispy cookie crispy like mm. confetti stuff in the middle and uh, sprinkles on top and sp- sprinkles on top damn this is gonna be expensive candy bar I, but it's like, like a dollar fifty yeah. I, I I really want this can candy you make bar it now. like a Twix or like a Kit Kat so it's like multiple you can even have different flavors you can have like a DDD flavor and like a Waddle D flavor can't be like two. Candy this is one. This is one candy bar. Kirby. No, it's gotta be Kirby one. It's Kirby a, doesn't do any separating. It's a big meaty bar. Yeah. A big. I thick wish you bar. guys can see his hands and, right and, now. <laughs> and it's a big. <laughs> it's a big meaty bar. And, and the other part about this is that, like, as as came, Kirby is famously ability has the ability to uh, suck other people in. Mm-hmm. He can also spit them out very quickly. So this candy bar will actually make you also throw up after you eat it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goes in, then it comes right out. Right, the star. Disgusting. It's also got some methamphetamine in it. Okay, so moving on. You... <laughs> Next question. It changes you. Destiny. Matt. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay, I have an answer. Let's say... Do you have an answer already? Yeah, it reminded me That's of incredible. You, like When you said that, I felt like I sounded like one of her students. <laughs> she probably, she probably she was probably something fucking something like smart that. like that. Uh, okay. I'm going to bring up Final Fantasy VII here. Oh because I'm talking to you. Okay. And I know you were about to, regardless of what the okay. question was going to be. Right. <laughs> if you could take Final Fantasy VII, yeah. the original, okay. okay, and let's say Cloud gets kidnapped, he's gone from the game. If you had to pick another main character from Fancy. another video game series, no, oh. not Final Fantasy related, okay. it cannot be another Final Fantasy. Okay. Like another video game character from another series to take his place. Blaze. From like Sonic the Hedgehog? No. <laughs> That's what my mind went to too. Blaze, Blaze from Streets of Streets Rage. Of oh, <laughs> like Blaze that the makes Cat. More sense. <laughs> I Blaze the Cat. Interesting choice. <laughs> he can fuck up Midgar. That's true. You mean she? <laughs> they. No, I don't know. I don't it's know who. It, I, I don't know enough about Blaze. She's like the the purple one, right? But she's an it, right? Is she no, the Blaze? Is she the purple one? Wait a minute. Let's not say it. He might get upset. You know how he feels about animals. Blaze the Cat. That is not who I was thinking about. Oh. Who are you thinking about? I was thinking about Don't Big, say Big the Cat. I was thinking about Big the Cat. I had a brain that fart for big a second. Purple Thank you. Cat That's why I got fish. really confused when you were like she and I was like, I thought that was a dude, but whatever. Sounds like there's a lot of confusion here, but I meant Blaze from Streets of Rage. Why would you put him in Cloud's place? That's a girl. Why her. would you put her in Cloud's <laughs> She place? was playing her <laughs> in the Let's Play room. Let's you play. have to understand, I was trying very hard not to die. <laughs> Yet I still managed to die first every fucking time we played that game. So, excuse me for not getting their names right. I, I just really like that character. Like, that's the first female character that I ever played that I absolutely loved who could kick ass. And I definitely think she could handle the buster sword if you gave it to her and she's probably got like the kind of like broodiness that could like match class yeah. she seems to be and very, she has like, stoic. a couple of like little superpowers she okay. didn't need to be injected with genova cells she'd hold her own she'd, yeah. she'd hold her shit i think her and fucking tifa would make a, like an amazing oh, team some nice like fist fighting tag team yeah. attacks some grappling some nice tag team fisting some tag <laughs> Good grapples. <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even finish that one. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you have a question for Matt? Yeah, who's got a question for me, guys? We're off to a great fucking start. We're on point today, team. Look at us. Why am I alive? Look, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Your face is so red right now. <laughs> like a raspberry. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so question for Matt. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, Destiny. 
you wonderful, wonderful host. You This is the nicest you've ever been to me as you preamble while thinking supreme, of a question. Supreme being. All right. If you were Ruby Rod. Who's that? Ruby Rod is from The Fifth Element, and it was Chris Tucker's character. I never watched Fifth Element. You what? <laughs> I never oh watched. Oh my fucking god! He wasn't there when we were watching it. You... I've never seen it. Yo, this weekend. Yo. I know you were like, let's go to TP. We're watching The Fifth <laughs> yeah. Element. We can watch it at TP. Anyways. It's so good. Okay. Okay. Well, now I have. To, I don't. I can't. Darren. Uh, she can't. Darren. She can't. She can't. So I will. She can't. But she I will. She can't. Darren. But you can. I can. Um. It's destiny. Um, Sound like me. So, um, <laughs> if you were... You sound way too nice. <laughs> yo, 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 you were. Um, I was just going to make a comment about how I'm really happy that this section didn't take too long this time. <laughs> we're nine minutes in. And now... <laughs> And now I, here I am, struggling Yo, to think of a question. To be fair, I ripped through my questions this time. Yeah, you did. You and, we did. Had, and we had quick answers, And I had too. a question, but I thought you had seen it, but you haven't seen it. I hadn't. It. So. Well, ask me okay. well, the question anyway. And I'll translate it into a new question with a character he knows. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So if you were Ruby Rod, and you had to pick a side character to save you, because Bruce Willis's character saves him mm -hmm. from a video game, uh -huh. which character would you pick? I feel like you could just pick I, I anybody. If, if you were in a situation where uh -huh. you needed saving, right? Who would you get to come save you? Mario. No. Why? That's that motherfucker weird. is always saving Princess Peach. He's never failed. Yeah, but only against like one or two different the, the, kinds okay, of people. Okay, but that wasn't the question. It wasn't he was going to go up against fifty hundred different kinds of See, people. See, that's why he needs to watch the yeah. movie. If you were going to be saved, if you were stuck in like, there's another question. Now. A warehouse. <laughs> Surrounded by like mafioso. Uh huh. Mario's Italian. <laughs> he could talk to them, worm his way in, sell them some mushrooms. He could sell them some mushrooms. Hey, it's me, Mario. And I'm here to just kill all you if you don't let Matt go. Why does it sound like Mario and Mickey Mouse had a child <laughs> and that child was left <laughs> on the streets? <laughs> Out of his mouth. Okay, Mario. Right. Now, when you watch the movie, you're gonna be like, "Fuck, I should have picked Mario." I listen. That man can play all kinds of sports. He's been in fighting games. He's held his own across many different platforms. I just don't think Mario's the guy for this. Listen, he's the guy for me. All right. All right. And he'd save me. I know it. I don't think he'd save you. As long as he doesn't hit every he other warehouse in the vicinity. His own brother. Maybe once. Mario. I don't care about it. I'll, I'll get in a dress if he wants, if that'll help motivate him. That won't help motivate him. You he never know. Pussy. So? Mario chooses you don't have one. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Every time Mario's needed to save somebody else, it gets messed up. And yeah. somebody else has to save Mario. Yep. Like when, besides what we just mentioned? Um. That's his own brother. You know. Yeah, but like Luigi is... save his own brother. Luigi's been there for Mario from the beginning. Yeah, but Luigi... It's also Luigi. He's been forgotten about more mm. times than I I would have count. picked Luigi before I picked Mario. Luigi would Have you be... seen the way he looks at people when they try to fuck him up when you're racing? In Mario Kart. He's gangster. And but when you play you ain't... Mario don't ever make that. When you up. play anything else, he's literally 
pissing his fucking boots. Okay. Trying right. to do anything. Anyways, moving on. I think Mario. <laughs> uh, on this week's podcast, because I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, maybe I'll slide this in then, we're going to be talking about Gris, our first video game book club. As we told you guys a few weeks ago, we've played it, we finished it, we're going to talk all about it. We're also going to hop into The Midnight Gospel, one of the new shows on Netflix that comes from a person that I'll remember in a little bit. Duncan something. Duncan Jones. That might... No, that's not right. No. Dunkin' Donuts. Duck, Dunkin' Donuts made a show. Um, but we'll talk about that towards the end. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Zack Snyder's coming back to Justice League at the end of the show. So, guys, before we hop into all that good stuff, Darren, can you tell us a little bit about what's new? What have you been playing? What's what's going on? So, believe it or not, I don't. I've, pl- I don't. I've played a new game that is not Persona. Okay, which is? Uh, I have played a game called The Forest. Okay, and? This was a game. Have you heard of this? Yes. Have you played it? No. So Duncan Trussell Duncan made the Trussell. Midnight Gospel. I thought it was something like Duncan Truffle. I was close. Like Go on. The Forest. <laughs> so It's scary, no. It, yeah, it's so randomly uh Lucas uh messaged us. Our friend. Our friend. Not the one from 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 Earthbound. Not the one from not Earthbound's from, a good game. Not Earthbound, Mother Three. No, Earthbound. Lucas is not in Earthbound. No, he is. Okay. Anyways. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so our friend Lucas messaged us being like, Not hey, from Earthbound. Not from Earthbound. As about like, hey guys, I just randomly bought this game called The Forest. You guys want to play it. And I don't know what possessed him. I mean, he told me what possessed him to play the game. He's just like, it was on sale and it looked kind of fun. So okay. I bought it. This and? game came out back in like 2016 on the PC. And it was released in like 2018 on the PS4 or something. So you played with Lucas and Al, right? Al, Lucas and Al, Al friend too. of the show, works at NASA. Yes. Also not Lucas. Also not Lucas. Okay, go on. Uh, Al, also not for Earthbound. <laughs> oh my god, Al as an Alf. Not Alf. Alf is an alien. Alf doesn't work for Alf is an alien. Go on. Alf evades ass. Alf evades Alf avoids ass. Go on. That's like a great name for like a space themed porno. It is. <laughs> Agents of Asa. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> I'm so serious. I wonder if they thought of that. Ass Force. Anyways, back to the force. <laughs> um, so Alistair and Lucas and me decide to play this game. I've I never actually and, and I. I I've never really been one to just like impulse buy a game and just because someone else told me to buy it it was like you, 10 bucks right it like was, it was pretty cheap like 16 canadian oh, okay 16 Go ahead. um you've told me to unpulse buy some games and i'm usually very resistant mm. but i've heard good things about the forest it's a survival game right mm-hmm. and i don't like survival games. is it survival horror yes it's like yes but actually i was gonna say heavier on the survival than the horror but it's heavy on both so yeah it's kind of i a, was like it was fucking creepy so this is kind of a darren game in part in part yeah because yeah. it's survival horror but it's like way more survival than like when you say think about survival horror i usually think about like resident evil or like silent hill or like outlast and stuff which are very like linear games where you are doing survival Mm -hmm. but like this is like a survival game in the same way that like don't starve is a survival game and like and is rust still a survival game yeah and like arc and like all these things yeah Yeah. Those um, are sandbox survival sandbox games. Sandbox survival. And The Forest is also a sandbox survival yeah, game. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, Sonic Forces is a survival game. You gotta yeah, try to survive, survive playing it exactly. at all. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Because uh, it's true. <laughs> but it's really cool. The premise is you're on a plane. It's basically like Lost meets the Italian horror film Cannibal Holocaust. Which everybody knows. Lost kind of got creepy too, though. It did. Um, Weren't there cannibals in it? I don't know. I never watched, never watched Lost. 
Yeah, there were some creepy things in it. You're on a plane with your son, and then there's a plane crash, and you survive, but your son is nowhere to be found, and you're just on this island. And then very quickly, you realize you're not the only one on the island. There's a bunch of, like, really creepy cannibal people living on the island that will stalk you for the entirety of the game. And the object of the game is to not only survive, but to slowly build up the, your strength and resources to go into their cave systems to try and find clues about the locations of the crew members and your son. Okay, so there actually is a story there to it. Is a story. Yeah, there is a story. So when you die, do you start from the beginning, or are there like there, checkpoints like every day, for example? Every when you build a shelter, you can save in your shelter. I see. Okay. And at first, you only have enough resources to make a temporary shelter, and like once you sleep in your shelter one time, it breaks, uh-huh. and then you can start making bigger shelters. And it's up to four player co-op on PS4. And to basically go from my experience of the game very quickly, uh-huh. uh, we landed. We're like, okay, let's go find a lake or a cabin or like and to, or some wood. Let's make something because mm-hmm. they start you with an axe and some food. You have to track your like thirst and your hunger. And we're on our way. And then all of a sudden we get spooked by some cannibals. And Lucas is like, let's fuck them up. So then we like beat the shit out of these cannibals and we kill them. And then it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, we need to eat. And mind you, we... There, were, there was luggage around with some candy bars. Y'all ate the cannibals. But I was like... Can I eat this cannibal? Can I cook this leg? So I took my axe, I cut off a leg, and I put it on the fire. I'm like, I can eat this leg. So within... With, with within no ad- not to with, go on any trips with Darren. With no adverse effect. Yeah, he's going to be like, yeah, let's go to KFC. He's like, nah, nah. eat your leg. <laughs> within five minutes survival, with resources available, Lucas and I... Only Lucas and I immediately resorted to cannibalism. What did Al say? Al was like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't yes. happy. He's like, he got so angry after a while because we were trying to make like a really nice cabin and we kept putting up like food racks and then filling them up with arms and legs. <laughs> Is there any adverse effect so to Al eating people? Al was trying to play it seriously and yeah. you guys were fucking around. And, and he was like, dude, like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm serious. Like, you guys have to get your own fire pit. Like, I'm not letting you cook human flesh on this fire. Right. And every time he wasn't looking, we would be cooking an arm or a leg, sometimes a head if we were feeling feeling risky. Right. And, um... Is there any adverse effect to eating people? Yeah, you lose your sanity. There's actually sanity tracked in the game, and you do nice. lose your sanity. I don't know what it does. I seem to be okay. It actually. So you're just gonna keep. I'm. Eating I'm just gonna keep people. eating people. Well, I mean, once you start, I mean. Eating fish and rabbits and other animals is way more effective and heals your hunger fully. Eating a person only heals your hunger half. So why do you keep so you eating eat, people? You gotta eat two people. It's easier to catch and kill and eat a person than it is to catch a rabbit. All right, moving on. Jesus Christ. So how do you like the game so far? I don't like survival games, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I think it's because there's story to it. And I know that there's like something at the end like that you're working towards. And it's also much more fun playing with people. I was going to say, how much of it was just playing with Lucas and Al? Wait till you... Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I know. So I I like... <laughs> I, I think there is actually really good elements of the game. I really like the crafting system, the, like the combination, like kind of system that they give you. They give you a really useful guide at the beginning that tells you how to craft all your basic needs right up front. Nice. So there's not a lot of guesswork. And the enemies AI is amazing. 
Really? Like, these cannibals will actually, like, look at you from a distance to, like, size you up before they'll decide to, like, walk in. They won't just, like, attack you on sight. They'll, like, look at you. Maybe they'll, like, come in close and don't do anything just to see how you react. And sometimes you'll attack them a couple times and they'll realize they're going to die and they run away. And they will actually run away to, like, where they're living because they have living enclosures and they'll get reinforcements to come, like, cool. chase Fuck you down you and stuff. Like, they actually think like people. And it was, we were laughing. And that doesn't put you off by killing them and eating them, like, at all? Listen, it took him five minutes to make that decision. I don't think this bothers him. I, I think that if I was playing by myself, yes. But I think because I was playing with people, we were just being I think because it annoys Al. And also because it was annoying yeah, Alistair. Okay. Right. But, like... Yeah, no, I, I highly recommend it. There's a sequel coming out soon called Sons of the Forest. Nice. I'm really interesting. Yeah, you and gotta, uh, please play it till the end. I'm gonna try and keep playing it. I, I really want it to keep playing it. I'll have to so. give it a whirl next time you guys play it. there's a crazy on. twist. Maybe I'll, be, I'll, hop, maybe I'll hop on with you guys. And Like, you won't see it coming. That's oh, what I'm excited, excited. Um, I'm gonna hop on with you for what's new, just because we did both play the Iron Man VR demo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm done with that. I was gonna let that yeah, go. Right so, um, I played it first. Mm-hmm. I, I was hella impressed. Yeah, uh, I, I thought the yeah I really liked it I thought the tracking was much better than I anticipated that it would be mm-hmm. it took me a couple seconds to adjust to flying yeah. but like once it clicked it felt great really good. it felt really really good uh, graphics look great voice acting was awesome um, the simple little things like even like um, so for anybody who's unaware Camouflage is developing a Marvel VR game a Marvel Iron Man VR game exclusive for PSVR at least for now um, and if you look at the trailer there's uh, one of the beginning mission well the beginning mission is like you're on a plane plane gets attacked you obviously have to go out in your iron man suit keep the plane in the air and attack enemies etc etc um the suit up sequence was fucking so so cool yeah and on top of that uh it was even just like a little thing but i was flying and i was having like i was like there are so many enemies around i was like i wonder if i can land on the plane and i was actually able to land on the plane and like almost like surf the plane while i was shooting enemies out of the sky that's so cool um it feels great it looks great i'm really really excited i was already sold on it just because it's marvel and it's vr but i'm even more so like i was nervous before now i'm I'm completely in if they can keep up this level of quality throughout the entirety of the game because the demo was only like a tutorial in the first mission uh, I'm super amped, and I really hope that they knock this out of the park. Yeah, Darren, how did you feel? They have some really weird, crazy wizardry built into their tracking system because the PSVR uses camera tracking. So if you turn around and the camera can't see your move controllers, it can't track them. But somehow, that was never an issue playing the game. Yeah. It somehow can predict your movement based on the gyros. Yeah. And, like, I noticed, like, no hiccups. And yep. I was really impressed. Like, my only complaint is I find the punching a little finicky, but, like, that's a minor, minor complaint. And I feel like that's something that you... Will get used to over time. The other thing that I quickly want to mention is that I felt zero motion sickness. Yeah. And that's a common thing that I'm seeing on the PSVR subreddit. I think because... uh, I think it's two things. I think because the HUD is so big, Hmm. and I think because... And I don't mean that as a detriment, but because the HUD is big, and because, like, when you're flying, you have, like, the wind flying past your face, so, like, there's, like, lines going past you, I think it kind of dulls the motion sickness and i'm very very prone also i think the way that you control helps too because yeah. you're not using like a joystick the way you're moving your arms so you're giving your body motion yeah because the whole the motion sickness comes from like your inner ear being imbalanced from what you see yeah so i think by you physically having to move your body it yeah. kind of like tells your body okay i'm moving i see moving everything's good yeah i'm uh, i was super impressed yeah, I was really, really impressed. Too. I'm really excited to, to play the game when it comes out. Me too. Uh, I think it's coming like July 3rd. So I'm excited to play it too. I just got to watch. <laughs> Next so, time. Next time. Destiny, Destiny's going to be Iron Man. What have you been up to, Destiny? Yeah. Oh, What's good, oh we're on me now? Yeah. That was all you were going to say? Yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about. 
All right, so... Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I just cut you off. I didn't know. No, 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 we're good. Okay, we're good. All right, so I played a new game called Tangle Tower. Um, it's a murder mystery point-and-click game. It's Ooh. developed and published by SFB Games, and it is the sequel to another game that came out in 2014 that I never played or heard about called Grimoire, Detective Grimoire. Interesting. Were your detective senses tingling when playing the game? Um, I only played, like... Maybe like an hour of it, and then I was like, ah, oh, fell asleep. So <laughs> Tangle Tower. Tangle. Yeah. Then I, I looked up Tangle I... Tower, and I saw a whole bunch of Tingle from Legend of Zelda in a tower, and I was like, this is not. Did I say thing. it wrong? Yeah, you said Tingle. Tangle. I, I said Tingle. You said Tingle. You said Tingle. I've been drinking. Go on. I meant Tingle. Alright, so. Tangle. Um, it sounds the same when tangle. you say it. Tangle. 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 With an A. With a it long A. Your I and your A. Tingle. T ting tingle. Tingle is like. Moving on. Zone. You played Tangle Tower. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game was launched, launched with Apple Arcade service September 19, 2019. So I played it on Apple Arcade, but it was also launched on Nintendo Switch. Nice. Um, it got a 9 out of 10 on Steam Ooh. and an 8 out of 10 on Nintendo Light. So Ooh. it seems to be pretty popular. Um, I'm still playing it. I haven't figured out who killed who yet. So So it's a murder mystery, right? Like so yeah. you're you're trying to figure out there's a body and you're trying to figure out who done it. It yeah. was the butler. But it's really funny. Like the the commentary and the characters, the what they say is like it's actually really funny. The writing feels good. Yeah, like, the writing feels good. Who did you say made it? Um SFB games. Interesting. Okay. Now I'm paranoid about saying things with A in it. Also, I watched this anime called um these Recovery stars. of an MMO Junkie. I have started that before. I watched like an episode and then I just never went back to it. But I remember hearing great things about it. I like it because it's this woman who's in her 30s. Yeah, nice. And she quits her job. She to, becomes a neat. She becomes a neat. What's a neat? Essentially, it's somebody who like never leaves the house. They're constantly inside. They basically live on their computer and like they literally like almost never go outside unless they're like Whoa. buying food. Yeah. There's like essentially someone who's completely pulled away from society. Yeah. So she's obsessed with online gaming because her real life job was too stressful. And I yeah. just thought it was really interesting. It's a very cute story. I won't tell too much about it, but it's on Crunchyroll. So okay. if anybody has Crunchyroll, check it out. It's uh, maybe like 10 episodes. And they're not actually going to do like a second series or anything like that. It's just that like a one and done? The creator is her health is failing. Oh, so no. yeah, they're not going to make another one, I don't think. <sighs> That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, but it was really good. And I thought I should bring it up because it was about online gaming and MMOs, and that's what I'm used to playing. So That's so cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, you have to keep us posted as you watch. There is also an OVA, apparently. I finished it. Oh, did you? Did you watch the OVA? Not yet. It's not. It wasn't on. The Crunchy, OVA no. wasn't on. Yeah, you have to find it online. Cool. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, so uh, I might go back to it as well. Yeah, you should try it out. It's really cute. I will. All right, guys, let's get into our main topic for this week. So as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we are going to be starting a video game book club type thing where every month or every once in a while, we're going to kind of all settle on a game, give each give each other a little bit while to play it, and then we're going to do a deep dive into it on the podcast. Um, the first game that we decided to do this was uh, is a game called Gris for anyone who, who's unaware. Which is going to be make my mom really happy because she played it and she's been trying to she tried to make me play it for a while, and it's been something that I wanted to play. Yeah. But now I finally played it, Mom. You have. Um, it's good, a... Good. You know what? Like, your mom has good taste in games. She does. She really does. Uh, it's a platform adventure game uh, created by Spanish developer Nomada Studio and published by Developer Digital. Uh, it came out 
in 2018 on Switch and then kind of rolled out on iOS, Windows, and PlayStation 4 and Android over the course of the last couple of years. Um, Gris kind of like, you know, a spark notes things about just basically a, a young girl. Um, the game starts with her being kind of lost and it's, it's about her journey. Uh, and I'm not going to give any more than that in this section of the podcast. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to start off by talking about just our surface level thoughts. What we yeah, liked the about aesthetics the, in the, yeah, what we liked about the game, uh, the aesthetics, whether we think it's worth playing or not. And then after that, we're going to go into full spoiler territory to talk about, uh, the story and what we thought of the actual story content of the game. So, uh, Destiny, let's start with you. Surface level, what did you think of Gris? I thought it was like a overwhelmingly beautiful game. Um, I loved the idea that the colors bled into the scene like watercolor. Um, very flowing. The game was very calming. The only thing that I had like a little issue with is sometimes I couldn't tell what was in the foreground and what was in the background or if I was supposed to be jumping over something and then I found out it was actually just part of the scenery. <laughs> yeah. Or I did that if, a lot too. Yeah, or if like or parts of the scenery that I was actually supposed to interact with that I didn't realize yeah. I was supposed to interact with. But like those were like minor compared to like the overall gameplay and the feeling of it but it was so calming that i got really tired like at the middle point and had to take a nap and not because <laughs> the game not because the game is boring just because it was so relaxing it was so I was, beautiful it, it really put was you to sleep. no i mean i know that sounds really weird but like the music and everything yeah, yeah, was yeah. very no. calming and relaxing and i was just like man i'm gonna take a nap and come back to it so yeah, you yeah, like because yeah, yeah. i i was in a similar position i played it in one sitting the game is only about like the game if you're just focusing on getting through the story is only about three three to three and a half hours yeah um so i agree like i finished the game and i played it in one sitting and i was i was tired after just because the game is such a very serene experience there's a lot of emotion in it but it the way that the game even down to its movement like her so gris is the main character her movement speed and darren like you mentioned this is a bit slow yeah, she was pretty slow it's it's not like game, it's very flowy yeah, like it's very flowy but just like her her base movement speed is slow like there, i just wish that i was moving like 25 percent faster i was hoping i someone, started jumping yeah I, yeah me too. i jumped everywhere yeah. especially upstairs and stuff you yeah get, i was, I was hoping because, at some point you'd get like a dash move or something yeah. like that and like i'm i i completely understand i think why the developers did it that way because they want you to see to watch the scenery they want you to, to be, soak everything well, to soak also everything going through like going through loss and feeling that way is a slow process. It's yeah. not a fast process. So yeah. I think that was also kind of their idea mm-hmm. yeah. when they were going through the game. Like she's slowly going through these things. And so Matt is adjusting me because I'm not loud enough. Um, <laughs> she's slowly going through like these, these, these steps of sadness and depression. And so like it forces you to have to like move through it slowly. Yeah. Um, I, I re- so Destiny, recommend or pass? I definitely would recommend it, but for people who like fast-paced games and like shoot 'em ups and like things, I don't know if that would be the game for them. And I think they know that. I think mm-hmm. reading I think about it and, and watch the trailer and realize that that's not the type of yeah. game for you. It's, yeah. it's definitely the kind of game where like you could tell from watching the trailer, am I gonna like this? No. Yeah. If you think it looks beautiful, then you'll probably enjoy it. Like you can, you're gonna get what you expect. But yeah. yeah. Dan, what about you? What did you think? I think that it was a little overrated, uh, to be honest. And I am full of shit. And I loved no, no. it. 
I really? loved it. Okay, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I completely <laughs> believed you. <laughs> I did too because he's so negative. I, I said that just to like, I want to see your reactions yeah. to me saying that. No, I think it was. I think it was gorgeous. I think it was beautiful. My mind immediately started going. I was like, okay, how do I put the middle ground here? Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I was like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> no, I I loved it. Like I honestly like it. There's a few indie games that I've played that are like very slow and thought provoking. Um, I, one of them I was playing was Rhyme. That's kind of mm-hmm. like you're exploring and things like that. And a lot of the time, in like Night of the Woods I was playing. and I love Night of the Woods. I really like the story of Night of the Woods, but I, I found like the minute to minute of Night of the Woods was a little boring. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found myself like at some point I actually stopped playing the game and just watched the cutscenes on the internet because like I, like, I just don't, I just want to see the story. I don't mm. want, I don't care about it. But I think that Gris was like the perfect balance of having like a slow thought provoking like serene very um specific experience while still not overstaying its welcome like everything you're doing is like very it every like nothing it happens too long i don't think mm-hmm. and i also think that like throughout the game you're also like getting abilities and things so there is a lot there's like some, a lot of gameplay to it too yeah uh, and you do feel more like an active part of it than you do something like Night in the Woods. And I think that there is some absolutely striking imagery in the game. They did really... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but they please. did a really good job with, like, having you stop yeah. and take it in. Like, yeah. when she got to a certain point and then, like, I thought the camera work yeah. in the game was really well done. Where yeah. they would have the pullouts and pull-ins and you yeah. would just see, like, this beautiful expansion. I was... Sorry, go ahead, finish. And I was just going to say that, like, like Night in the Woods is a story, mm-hmm. but I felt like Gris was an experience. Yes. Yeah. I also thought that the animation was beautiful. Like, it was so fluid, and, like, the way that she moved, like, especially at different points in the game as you get more abilities, like, the way that she moves and the way that the environment moves around you, everything is so fluid. It Like, it, it feels like you're like you're flowing through different parts of it rather than just moving through it. Yeah, I wish I knew the name... For the, the, that kind of style of art. Because I know you were saying watercolor. And there is like the backgrounds and skyboxes were mostly watercolor. Mm. <clears throat> but some of the imagery of like uh, the, the, the actual like locations that you visit in the game. Like some of the architecture. Um, definitely you could tell that they're being it influenced from things. It reminded me of like Russian architecture. Yeah. And... And, and some of it reminded me of, like, the Taj Mahal. You know, the Taj yeah, Mahal. Yeah, that one, it looks, like, the, very, like, Indian-influenced. Yeah, so I think they actually pulled from a couple of things, because they're, they're located, I think, in Barcelona, or the two guys who worked on it were in Barcelona, yeah. in Spain. Yeah, so I think they pulled a lot of influence from, like, old architecture, because the architecture was supposed to look old and dated and cracked. Yeah. Um, something else I thought was really interesting about the game, I know we keep talking about the flow of the game, but, like, I thought it was really interesting that they did use watercolor because when you use watercolor, when you see the water spill into, or when you see the color spill into the water, it's this slow transitioning of color yeah. as well. So I thought that was really cool. And the, I don't want to go into spoilers. Yeah. Okay. The, the, what you're, like, the art that you're talking about, I think, really complements the story of the game. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's a very, like, stuff is gradually spreading. So 
what you talked about the watercolor spreading I didn't even think of that yeah like, that's so cool and I definitely think that that was intentional did you think like when you saw like two of the things that you have to go against that like two of the antagonists mm-hmm. in the game I thought of ink blots yes yes yeah yeah like she's actually like and I'm not yeah yeah this is just my idea mm-hmm. is that like she was like if you were going through like if you were talking to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and they she was actually going through the process of dealing with this with going through a psychiatrist and them showing her like ink blots mm-hmm. and her trying to figure out her feelings like what these two things represent yeah. like that's what I was thinking yeah. about as she was going as I was going through the game. So Darren, do you recommend Chris? Oh, absolutely. Like if you're at all interested in any like at any kind of indie game, like I think I know what would it come out 2019? 2018 initially and then has rolled out since uh, across different platforms like one of the best indie games in my opinion that I've enjoyed just mm. because I think it's such a beautiful experience and it's such a powerful experience and it's I, I actually like that it's not too long because I think mm. their intention is you're supposed to play it in one sitting yeah and I did not I played it in pieces mm-hmm. and while I still got a lot out of it. I'm like glowing about the game. This is like way more positive than I am about a lot of most things. things yeah. Um, I feel like I could have gotten even more if I just played it start to finish in one sitting. You know, so so you recommend it? You like? Oh yeah, 100%. okay. I'm actually, I I really liked it. I don't mm-hmm. think I loved it as much as you guys. Did. Oh, interesting. And I think actually the reason why was because I played it in one sitting. I really do think that like. For a, for a game like that where the main mechanic is slow movement, mm-hmm. which is which is basically what it is. Of course, as the game progresses, like you have you you become more fluid as the game goes on. Um, a couple things I found myself getting lost a few times, especially yeah. as the game went on. There's a few sections. Like a, a mini map, I just like or even just like like even it doesn't have to be ever present, but somewhere you can go to see where your surroundings are. Like or what you could do is you could have like you know how the stars follow you around. You yeah. might, could have like a guiding star or something. Yeah, that's really the interesting. Because like I, got I never a, got lost. I, got, I always thought I was gonna get lost, but I I didn't. But I got lost by accident because I was in the like for example like I was in the, a proper section, missed the jump again because like you were saying, D. Sometimes it's really tough to tell what's in the foreground and what's in the background, mm-hmm. and I missed the jump, and I fell to an area that I was supposed to reach later. Oh my god, so, really? Yeah, so I got to a point where I couldn't progress past, and I had to backtrack to find my way. Uh-huh. So, like, I like I had a couple moments like that, and I actually think the game does overstay its welcome a little bit. Really? I would cut 45 minutes off that game really? and call it perfect, because for me, I and, and, and maybe I just couldn't help but do it, like, I couldn't stop comparing it to Journey, mm. right? When, and Journey is a tight hour and a half to two hours, mm-hmm. and, like, the entire thing feels... Like, it's, it's just, it's meant to be there. Yeah. With Gris, I was like, again, movement speed, a lot of their design choices I can completely get behind. And I, I think, again, because I played it in one sitting, mm-hmm. I kept, like, there were certain sections where I was like, this could have been shorter mm-hmm. and had more of an impact. Because now I'm starting to get frustrated with just navigating mm-hmm. rather than enjoying the game for what it is. And again, like it's a small complaint because the game is only about three and a three to three and a half hours. It's not like it's six hours too long. And a lot of other games can be, it's just that like, I feel like it starts off incredibly Mm -hmm. and it ends beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a chunk to like the, the, like the, around the 75 to 80% mark of of the way through the game that I was kind of like, I'm ready to see it end now. Is it the water? 
No, it actually wasn't the water. I actually didn't have much of the problem with water. It's where you have the cl- everything's uh, clear, like the buildings are clear, right? Kind of, like yeah. Flowery like flowery and clear. That yeah, section. Yeah, the that, there's a certain section of the game that like I just think that like it could have been short. Like, I, I mean that as a game as a whole. They could have they could have cut a little more off of it and had a really really tight two to two and a half hour experience. Um, and I and I think again I think that's just part of the reason is because I played it in one go. Why Why did you play it in one go? I just from. Do you felt like Do you feel like because you felt pressure to get it done because you knew we were no, going to do the podcast? I because so for me when I play indie games like that um, that set out to tell a certain story, and especially if I know that they're under four hours, generally I'll knock them out in one go no matter what, mm-hmm. because like I feel like I want to experience the story and all the emotions from it in one sitting, right? So that's just that, that's mm-hmm. just the way that I play games like that like mm. i'll be hard pressed to play like a, a, a three or four hour mm-hmm. game in multiple sittings i'll usually just bang it out in one because that's just how i want to experience it do you think if you didn't know it was that long you would have enjoyed the game like longer? if you stopped because you would have maybe felt less compelled yeah to just because maybe through. the fact that you knew it was only supposed to be around that time you felt compelled to, to finish, finish it. it yeah maybe it very well could have um and again but that's that's part of just how i play games usually if i'm going into a game i'll look it up on how long to be just to give myself an idea of how long it is um so it's not even like it's grist specific like that's just generally mm-hmm. i it's, it's something i normally do that's interesting i've never done that yeah and it's just like and i don't do it for every game but it's something mm-hmm. i do Often, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I I think the game is beautiful. I think the story that it tells and and how it how it tells how it tells it is fantastic. I think the music is incredible. Mm-hmm. I think the way that the game animates and the way that the game looks mm-hmm. is amazing. And I think it, it's by far a massive recommend for me too. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there were issues that I had with it, just from like a from a gameplay perspective, not from a story perspective. Because I don't think and I don't think the story suffered from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it could have been a bit shorter given as to how get like given what they were trying to do in my opinion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i completely understand like you Darren, saying like you felt like you might almost wanted more out of it yeah for me i was the opposite i was kind of like and and maybe and maybe, maybe i felt that way because i played in multiple sessions exactly, so i that, never like felt like i was playing it too long I think or this anything is interesting because you played in more than one yeah and you played straight through and yeah. i played in two yeah yeah and i felt like it was the perfect amount yeah. of time and I guess maybe that was because you had, like, both of you had that, like, that break in between. Yeah. Like, even you, you played it in one day, for example. Yeah, I played you... it in one day. Like, I went back to it, yeah. like, after I took a nap. But that's because, you guys are going to laugh, that's because I didn't know if I stopped it was going to save. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just kept it running on Steam. So on Steam, it says I played for six hours, but for, like, three, two yeah. and a half of yeah. those hours, I was taking a nap. For sure. And, like, that's, I, like, that's yeah. something that I was nervous about as well. I, I, yeah. liked it, I liked enough to go back and get all the collectibles and everything. Which is great, like. And again, for me, I'm not a huge collectathon. Yeah, I'm, like, not I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. one to go back for that kind of shit. Um, I used a guide. I didn't go back and yeah. find it on my own. I just yeah. looked it up after. I'm like, okay. where are they? I'll pick them up. Because after you beat the game, you get a chapter select. So you can like jump and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and, and there is a secret ending. I like just, yeah. just for anyone that... I like the, Usually with the secret ending, I like to keep that secret. But I feel like you it adds get. a very integral part to the story. Yeah. Yes. That thing. So... Like, if you're confused about what's going on, that'll yeah. clear up any confusion. Yeah. yeah, so for me, like I said, still a huge recommend, and the game, the game isn't long enough. If it was, like, a 20-hour game and half of it was too long, that's one you're thing. Like, no. But... For 30 to 45 minutes of what I felt was just... You think... You could think... have been... Could have been trimmed down. What part would you have cut out? I would have cut out a bit from everything. That's what I mean. Like, I think... Oh, really? I think I think there could... So, be... like... Okay, so, because a lot of it was, like, solving 
puzzles. Mm-hmm. For me, so well, like, would you cut out the, the? I feel like that's the only thing you could cut out were the puzzles. I just would have made the areas smaller. That's what I mean. Like, like, smaller. like, I just feel like there are some areas that are just yeah. a little too big. But and like, I, and again, and for not, me, the benefit is I actually like that because yeah, of some of the, because some of the areas were so big, it helped you feel like the scope of yeah. the area itself. You know and I, I, mean? I think I think part of the problem too was that I had a lot of missed jumps just by again going back to UNT. Mm. What you said is just having trouble between the. Uh, the foreground and the background. Um, like, for example, there's one point where you're, like, navigating uh, almost like windmills. And yes. only certain blades of the windmill you can actually jump on. You can't yeah. jump on all of them. Yes. So there were certain sections like that where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make this jump. I fell through again. Mm. So it's like... You it's... must have fallen through a lot. Yeah, I don't remember part, I, I didn't much. fall through at all. The only... The part I'm talking about is where she's running along and there are black stones. Mm-hmm. And I was jumping over the black stones, but they were just a part of the yeah. foreground as shadowing. Yeah. That's the only part that I, like, fucked up on. Yeah. And then, I, yeah, yeah. And again, like, I love the game. And mm-hmm. I think I think it's definitely a must-play, especially if you're into a more story-based game where gameplay is secondary, I think, to the, the story that it's telling. Yeah. Um, it's just that, like, for me, it it's like it's a solid 8 out of 10, mm-hmm. and I feel like it could have been more than that. I think that... I know because we're probably going to go into spoilers. Yeah, we're going to go into spoilers pretty much. So I want to talk about something that's not spoilery before we just really quickly. and Because you mentioned the score, and I do also want to give out a, sh- a shout-out to the score. And this maybe will lead into spoiler discussion as well, is that... Um, the score tells the story as well, which I thought yes. was pretty cool yes. because it was made by a Spanish developer. I thought they made the inspired choice to not put any dialogue in the game. And the story is told entirely silently, but not silently. It's told through like through sound and music. Sound and, yeah. music. and I think it's like cool to hear about this based on our discussion last time where we were talking about music. This mm. is a game where I think like if you're not playing it with the music, like yeah. the game will suffer yeah I had oh I, yeah yeah i had oh, headphones yeah. on the entire time yeah, yeah. With this no one. i had the music on the entire time yeah because this the, the score really really sells the emotion and the story yeah. of what gris is going through yes. exactly so we're gonna go into full spoilers now um for anybody who wants to come back to our midnight gospel fast forward a bit through the episode give us 20 minutes or so um but yeah f- so we're gonna go into full full spoiler territory last warning before before we go into spoilers, oh, yeah. if you want to play Gris completely pure, then stop now. Check in with us in a little bit for more talk about Midnight Gospel. But let's get spoilery. So for anyone now who's still with us, I'm going to give it a couple more seconds. Here we go. Gris, the story is all about loss, right? I mean, it's 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 a... Dealing it's with depression. Dealing with depression. Dealing with, dealing with losing someone that you love and someone who's very near and dear to you. So it's almost like... I found, so when, when we first talked about playing this game, I knew that it was about loss, and I knew it was about almost going through the five stages of depression, and the five stages of, or the five stages of grief, grief, which yeah. are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, mm-hmm. right? I knew very loosely that that's what the game was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredibly beautiful that they, that they did that through color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like when you first start the game, there's no color. There's no color, and the only color that you first come across of is, is, is red. red. It's anger. You yeah. know what I mean? Like red is a is a is a color that's traditionally associated with with anger, with mm-hmm. with with upsetness, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while the first stage is is denial, right? Like I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand together because like she loses her voice and then she gets dropped and then she lands and there's nothing and then as you kind of move through nothing, red starts to show in and there's tinges of. Mm-hmm. anger that start to seep in yeah and see I, I thought of it as blood i don't know why but i thought of it as drops of blood and water interesting interesting i did not think about that at yeah. all <laughs> yeah so for me like it was anger and then as, as the color starts to come back and we get kind of 
warmer with the colors as we go. Mm-hmm. Like, well, or what is this like? No, yellow was the last color. I think yeah. blue. It's, yeah. it's it's green. After after red, it's green. And then blue. And then blue. And then yellow. And then yellow. And then... That's it. That's it. Just those four? Yeah. yeah. Because right. it's it like denial is kind of like the base state of nothingness. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then anger starts to see with red. And then, and then I then took... bargaining. Bargaining with green, which is almost like a neutral color, but it's also like green is where you meet the little, little forest robot. people. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the little forest people where you're almost like working with him. You're, you're bargaining yeah. with him to yeah. help you, right? You're dropping apples for him. Yeah. And then the depression sets in with the blue, mm-hmm. right? Blue is a very, is a common, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a color that's commonly associated with sadness, mm-hmm. right? And, and then, then yellow, yellow, which is a bright, happy color as you kind of move into acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the game told this story beautifully. And I think that the, I, it's really interesting that D- Destiny, you looked at uh, as the creatures that attack you, both the bird and like the, the eel, Right, like you looked at it as like an ink blot because I hadn't considered that. For me, it was like the the they were they were completely black in 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 a in a very colorful thing, and like for me, it was almost like the absence of color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was almost like nothing. But you know what's interesting? Black is actually all the colors combined, exactly. not the absence. Yeah, I know, color. but it just it just felt like it was swallowing everything actually, around it. Well, it depends on if you're doing paint or light. No, well, the definition of it is all colors make black. And then I know what you're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. but this is because they were doing water. Right, because right, right. Sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, for me, like, I, like, for I'm me, a science guy. So, like, for I'm, I think about light, which is the reverse. Yes, I get yeah. you're but, that. But you're, you're, you're talking about paint. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So, for me, it was like, so maybe not the absence of color, but it was swallowing all the color. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, was, yes. it was like eating everything around it. And but it, the thing is, is that, like, when I saw it, it wasn't actually affecting any of the scenery, it was only affecting her that's true i never thought about that it never affected anything in the scenery just her well for me like i think the most like like the part where it's the eel and then you just go into nothingness the point when it's when, he get, when you. she gets swallowed yeah. by it she never got swallowed by it she does it comes she, up oh and it, the turtle grab come brings her out yeah it's and then the else. turtle yeah no I mean, before, I mean before that it's chasing you and you go into this narrow like corridor and it gets narrower and narrower oh, and narrower okay, and then everything goes completely what? dark yes. as it's trying to chase you like and, like, for me, I was kind of, like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and the music. That was just, a tense moment. Yeah, and the music made me feel so anxious. Were you playing that part? There were parts where I thought I was playing and then I let yeah. go. Because I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this well. And it was the game that was Yeah, doing taking it. over. So, the game at that eel part will never actually kill you. Yeah. It will always let you keep going. But you can mess up. Because there's actually a challenge in the game. Yeah. To never get bit. Yeah. And so there's always parts where you're really close to bit, and that means that you did not press the swim button at the right time. Yeah. So if you actually press the swim button at the right time to dodge every strike, you'll actually get like a little challenge being like... Yeah. Oh, so the turtle doesn't save you at the very end. The turtle does save you every time. That's the only time... Okay. No, but even when you're swimming, like when the eel's chasing you... I never got caught. Yeah, I mean, no, you ne- the very, the yeah. very yeah, end the where he, like, you. bursts yeah, yeah. out. You'll so, never get caught, but she has this animation that uh-huh. if you mistime one of your presses, rather than her just swimming normally, she'll spin a bit. Yeah. No, she'll I never knocked. had that. Yeah. I never got it either, yeah. yeah. But like, cause I, was I didn't like, know that was a thing, because I was doing it the whole time. Yeah, and I, I was, was so like, anxious yeah. while that thing was chasing me. Mm-hmm. Um, Did that happen to you? Oh, I never, I never got the challenge. The challenge is really hard to get. Like, it looks like you're doing it right. But that's what I'm saying. The game will never make it look like you're doing it wrong. 
for me. But it actually knows and it keeps track. So did you get a challenge called eel at the end? I did. You did. Yeah. You did. I, I, I did. Don't yeah. Think I, I didn't I get never it. got the little that, spinny thing. That's for me. That's why I was like, I wonder if I could get hit, and the challenge popped for eel. And I looked it up, oh. and I was like, oh, so yeah, you I got can hit. you can get hit. I got hit. Oh no, yeah, I never. And did. your character sp- started spinning, and I did okay, not get yeah, a challenge. That that never happened God, to me. Damn. I want that challenge. There you go, <laughs> Darren. So, Darren, what did you think about the game? Like, like story and all. Like, it was really, it was really powerful. And like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of the game, I, I actually like cried quite a lot. Like, it's, it's really powerful. Um, through the whole game, you know that she's going through some kind of loss, and it just really hit me at the end where after you go through the final level and you're like, you reach to, to your mother's tombstone and you just see it there. And like, I also, if you like hit the sing button, if you sing to the tombstone, then like flowers start to come out of it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I just broke down. Like it was really powerful. Um, just like with the score and everything. Like I, I think that it was just such a beautiful way of, showing the struggle of trying to like overcome loss and deal with grief. And so, yeah, like, it, it, I, I mean, I think that's why, like, I can't, I can't say anything bad about it. Cause like it, it really, really just like, I think drove that point home and like, you really empathize with Gris through her struggles and you feel like you've gone through a lot with her, like all of the things you've overcome, the eel and the bird and like all the beautiful imagery. Like, I think that, I have a stronger reaction to things that try and mix a lot of beauty with the darkness mm-hmm. rather than just like dark and dour kind right. of things. Like things like The Last of Us, which I loved. Like I never got emotional while playing The Last of Us because I think it's so like depressing the whole way through. Yeah. It's kind of like baseline. The moments but, of hope are very quickly taken away. Yeah, but Gris has so much beauty mixed in that when you have the loss, it hits like that much harder. I yeah, think. when she got when she got hit with the loss, that was really it was really hard. I didn't cry though. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't either. I'm usually a really emotional person, mm-hmm. but I didn't cry. I was just like, because I think I knew at the end she was gonna be okay, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. It's even like even it's even in the environment. Right? Like, as you progress, and especially that last section, which is, again, built around yellow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's bright. It's brighter than a lot yeah. of the other game. Like, you feel like you're almost, like, and it's, like, the thing that I found very cool um, as you kind of go through acceptance, right? Like, mm-hmm. you you have those sections where, like, you'll hit, like, the the glowing yellow orbs, mm-hmm. and things will light up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of go up them before they disappear. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was almost, like, this almost, like, heavenly atmosphere to mm-hmm. it, right? Yes. Where it was, like... Like when I think of he- when people think of heaven, right? It's the pearly white gates and yeah. this thing, and it's like these these like almost like ghostly white areas. Yeah, they, that, they you know what I mean? Like that. It's just that you go through. I very I, I definitely felt very emotional mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't cry though because I felt like you would come through something and you'd come out on the yeah. the better end of it. That's yeah. what I felt. And I I think for me, and I don't know if this is the game or just my mindset, but the way I was thinking about it was like, yeah, you overcame it, but like. I always got the feeling like, like, yeah, like you have those like final cut scene of the moments where like the statue comes down. That, almost, spending time yeah, with the that statue. almost got me. Yeah. And like that came to me where it's like, she's always going to be a, a part of you. Yeah. But like this hurt will 
still be there. Like yes. you've accepted yeah. it. Yeah. But it's not going away. And I think it's that that was like the hard part for me where it's like you made it, but like it you're still you're still like it's It'll, not going to go still, away. No, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Like and I think that's something we've not really like talked about and I'm glad we're talking about Midnight Gospel later. Yeah. But I think like part of the game is that like that's why you constantly see images She's of everywhere. Her mother. You see them yeah. everywhere like as a constant reminder and even at the end you see it and i think like it is something that's always going to stay with you but it's not something that's going to De- take over your life yeah, it's anymore. not going to define you the, the thing that i found really interesting um and again just like with with the scenery like the the statues like when you first you when you first see her she's holding you and you're singing right and mm-hmm. it crumbles away and everything gets destroyed right She's endlessly falling until she finally hits nothingness, right? This just this kind of this black and white area of, of no color, of, of just it's almost feels like 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 a complete loss, right? I forgot. And as as she goes, right, like the statues will will change. First, you're only gonna see like her the, the legs of the statue, right? Mm-hmm. And as the game goes on and as you go farther and farther, you see the statues start to rebuild. You see the statues in the background from first being a woman just bent over crying to slowly starting to kneel to slowly getting up and then you see her start to walk right and like it's almost for me like when i was thinking about it like she was avoiding thinking about this you know what i mean like she was she was avoiding blocking out of her mind she was blocking it out of her mind and as she kind of worked through the stages she was more like more and more able and more and more possibly willing to see the full image right to reunite with her mother like that because Mm -hmm. like the closest time that I i came to crying was when you do see the mother and like the eyes open and she starts the the statue starts to cry Mm -hmm. and like that part for me, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really, really, a really, really powerful way to do it. And especially because the music's swelling around you as this is all yeah. happening. And I found that like, and again, like it's not like the game calls attention to the no. background statues as you go. It's just mm-hmm. something that like, like... Unconscious. Exactly. If you're looking at it and you're paying attention. And again, I think part of it, part of it was because I knew we were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I knew the game was about loss. So mm-hmm. I was looking for things to kind of see what the game was doing to help yeah. you along in that. Maybe that, honestly, maybe that also like uh, logical aspect of it might maybe holds it back a little bit. Maybe. I think the game plays better probably if, if you're not thinking about, oh, this is a game about grief. Yeah. 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 Cause so I what, knew it was a game say? about loss, but like at first I really thought that those statues represented herself because they were crying and because when you first go through they're all sad and broken and yeah. she was broken yeah right so it took me a long time to figure out that that wasn't her, her. that wasn't a representation yeah. of her because when i thought of it i was like is this like her older self and like something tragic has happened <laughs> to her and now she's having to deal with it because i forgot at the very end you do deal with another ink blot and the ink blot it's is hard. her mother yeah, yeah. And also, this I want to bring this up now. We keep referring to her as her mother. And the game does not explicitly tell you that it's her mother unless you watch The Secret, the ending. secret ending. Yeah. And for me, I also wonder how much of this is affecting me because at the time of me playing the entire game, I did not think it was her mother. I thought it was her partner. Right. Because they look to be about the same age, kind of, from, like, statues and, like, the character. Like, So you thought it was a love partner? I thought it was a love yeah. partner. Why like do you think it was a love, like, romantic partner? I don't know. You know what, though? I, I don't know I've, I've seen a lot of 
critiques online that that share the same thought as yeah. you. That, 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 that they thought it was not a, like a best friend. No, they that no. Kind of I thought it, that's I, really I just interesting because there's conclusion. nothing there. No, to no. say that it was no, romantic. But it, it was, absolutely not. It was a common thing, especially with people like I, I, read, I read a bunch of articles about it after I finished it, and a lot of people said that they thought that it was a romantic partner until they saw the secret. Okay, ending. I have a really weird question. Yeah. Were a lot of those articles written by men or no, by women? Men and women. Okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty evenly split. That's I, interesting. I'm yeah. wondering my assumption of that maybe be influenced by my prior experience with other media because I feel like a lot of the time when movies and games and stuff are dealing with loss or like things like like loss and dealing with getting over grief, it's usually about a partner. It's usually about like a husband or a wife or like a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Hmm. I don't, you don't see a lot of games dealing with the loss of a parent being the main focus of the game. Right. Or it's like a son or a daughter. It's, yeah. I feel like it never goes the other way. And so maybe it's like, that's programmed me to assume like, oh, it's yeah. her partner. That's yeah, there's nothing, yeah, I didn't there's, think it was her partner. I thought she was fighting with herself, like yeah. man versus man at first. For me, I thought it was her mother the entire time. And I think for me it was because... And the, I did have a, a moment where I was like, maybe not, because the statue does look very young. Yeah. But for me, the Gris's character looked very young. Like, See, she, she looked... doesn't look young to me when you're playing her. In the secret ending, it even does, even yeah. secret, well, in the secret ending, she looks much younger. Yeah, yeah they did, I think, because obviously, yeah, like, she got did. older and yeah. had to die. Yeah. yeah. For me, like, she looked like she was, like, 13. Like, uh, that, like that's how long, like how old she looked for me in the game. And in the secret ending, she looks like oh, she eight. did not look 13. At least that's what it was for me. And yeah. mom yeah. looked, like, young, like, mid-30s kind of thing. To me, I thought she was, like, early 20s. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah. I, I thought she was, like, late teens, early 20s. I don't know. For me, it was something like... I, she was so tall yeah. and lanky. And also, usually, me, like, 13-year-olds don't, like, dye their hair. I, I mean, there's nothing I don't know. wrong. No, I did no. have 13. No, I know. I know. But, like, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. when I was younger. I yeah. didn't see that a lot. It was but like people that were older. Her did face that. in the in the the promo, it doesn't look like a child's face to me. It see, looks like a young woman. To me, this looks like a girl in like high school, like early high school kind of thing. That's the at least yeah. again, I don't know, maybe that's just my interpretation. Well, yeah. But yeah. yeah. And but yeah, uh, it's absolute I don't think it's anything on the game. No. I think no. actually the game almost is better off not being explicit about it because I projected my own feelings onto and it, I which gave me like good. a better experience. Yeah. I and think it, that's good. And I think that the game, like, again, and finding out, didn't, finding out that it was definitively her mom, I don't think, like, took away no, from my experience. No, and the thing is, you Same. could walk away from the game never having known about the secret yeah. ending because I didn't know about the secret ending until you mentioned it. I almost yeah. wish there wasn't a secret ending. And it just left and it ambiguous. And it just left it ambiguous. But like, I, I think that the way that they handle it is really interesting because you have to go find everything, but it's also not like being like, go over here to find the secret ending. Like, you have to go to a specific spot yeah. to trigger that. The place right? to trigger it's even hidden. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's when what, I watched the secret ending, I was like, how the fuck was I supposed to? Yeah. Find yeah, so that's why I think that it's it's handled. It's, I think it, it does both, mm -hmm. which in a, in a, in media it's very hard to do both. It lets people walk away from it having their own read on it, but the, for the people that do want more, it's there. It's there. I wonder. Even that, I would have thought after saw, seeing the video that that was her older sister. Like I still wouldn't, cause she looks so young. I still wouldn't have pictured it, cause she looks like she's sixteen or mm -hmm. something. I still wouldn't have yeah. thought it was her mother. I think. I wonder, and I wish I, I forgot to do research into this ahead of time, but I wonder if anybody on the development studio, if, like, it's a personal story that the game is based off of. Like, their mm. actual loss or something like that. Could be. I'll look into it. Um, but I, I and I, I really thought that the, the use of sound, I know we, we touched on it. Um, I want to go back to it for mm -hmm. a sec before we move on. Um, the, the feeling of losing your voice, Yeah. I think, I think is on top of, like, 
the colors, I feel like, the, like, you hear her singing at first, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And then you can see her getting robbed of it, and then the game starts. And, like, it's not until the final bit, it's not until acceptance that she finds her voice again. Yeah. And, like, I never thought about it even the way that you were saying, Destiny, with the ink blots. Like, if you're, if, if this is her mental journey through therapy, right? If this is her going through it, and as she's starting to reach the brighter side of it, maybe she's finding her voice again. She's now faced her own demons rather than just running away from them. And now it's, she's able to, to be a little bit more of herself again, right? Like, and I thought that was a really beautiful way to do it because like, you never hear her talk, you never hear anything, but you just hear her sing. Mm -hmm. And it's a simple melody and it, it's, it's, but it's beautifully put together. It's hauntingly it, beautiful. Exactly. Very much so. And I thought that that was an exceptional way to, to do that. I wanted to touch on something that neither of you talked about. Um, and this comes from like after watching The Secret Ending where they catch a firefly and I realized that after watching that, that the fireflies were like a guide, like her yeah. her mother guiding her. So whenever you found those lights and those those things were zipping behind you, they were like the fireflies. fireflies. Yeah. And then at the end, she looks up and you see like the stars. And it was interesting that all of the fireflies made constellations. Even throughout the game, you're making constellations to get from place to place. And those constellations were helping you. So it was like her mother was guiding her through this these painful like her good memories with her mother were guiding her through these painful yeah. this painful experience well, that she was it's, feeling it's almost also very lion king right where like where the first time like when like mufasa, mufasa passes simba looks up at the stars and that's when he sees mufasa kind of looking he at him sees and talking the word sex i hate to take that from lion king I'm, I'm not saying specifically <laughs> from lion king no but, like, i know that, that's what, but i hate that that gets so much credit because that's taken from like African I'm, stories. I know, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, but yes, I yeah. get it. That that feeling of, like, when he looked to the yeah. sky and that's yeah. where all of them... So I was also in Black Panther. I was pretty pissed off about I, that. Unlike yeah. Lion King, there was no sex constellation. There was no sex There wasn't a sex constellation. That I could find, at least. I looked. <laughs> I looked hard. Um, I didn't even put what together what you said until you said it. That's great. <laughs> and I think you're right. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, guys... For our first video game book club, I thought Gris was a resounding success. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope you guys did too. Yeah. Uh, we're already over an hour in, but I think that we have to do Midnight Gospel because it, it yeah. links so intrinsically to if this If we're going to do Midnight Gospel, I think we should just briefly talk about the other episodes. Like, yeah. I think yeah. we should really focus on the last yeah. episode because it coincides well, so well. Yeah, I've, already graced my, I've already, graced. I've already yeah. graced you with my opinions yeah. on the first yeah. episode, so I have nothing else to say. So, so let's just talk about the last episode. So Midnight Gospel, for anyone who's unaware, is a show created by, hold on, I lost it again, Midnight Gospel. Is Duncan Trussell. Duncan yeah. Trussell, thank you. Um, Truffles. Duncan, Duncan Truffles. Um, who is a comedian, right? He's, he's done a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of voice acting work. Um, and essentially what it is, it's, it's also created by the Adventure Time creator. Pendleton Ward. Ward. Yeah. So they work together on it. Mm -hmm. And essentially Duncan Trussell has a, has a podcast that's been long running for over 300 episodes now, um, where he talks to people and it's basically like a deep dive into who they are. Yeah. Right. And, and, and about certain their ideas, thoughts, their ideas yeah. and certain things, certain ideological topics. And what Midnight Gospel is, it's an animated series where you, like there's, a lot going on in the episodes. Mm -hmm. It's about a, a boy who starts a space cast, right? Mm -hmm. Very podcast-like. And he goes to different realities to experience different points of view. And essentially, he the podcast gets kind of put into the episode uh, in terms of, like, an, another character. And they have certain just, co like, conversations. It goes from everything, to, like, from drugs to magic to Buddhism to... Mm -hmm. Loss and death. To loss and death. Mm -hmm. And while I really enjoyed almost all of the series, except... Same. Aside for... 
one episode in particular. Which was really weird. Which was about magic. But that really reminded me of, like, an episode of Adventure Time that yeah. you would watch that kind of yeah. didn't make sense. It was just random. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've already said that I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Yes. You were not. I, I really liked what it was trying to do. And I thought some episodes were a lot better than others. But mm-hmm. it's just so dependent on the guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episode yeah. that we're going to touch on specifically is, is the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we go into full spoilers, um, we already said that Darren wasn't a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Destiny and I both really like the series as a whole. It's only eight episodes. It's on Netflix. You might as well watch it. Yeah, you, you might as well watch it. Give it a watch if you're, if you're curious. But we're going to go into full spoilers because the last episode... The last episode, I'm going to say the last episode one more time for anybody who's trying to bail out. The last episode. Deals with uh, Duncan Trussell losing his mother. mother. And she's actually the final guest of the show. Um, And and the entire last episode is is talking to her while she knows she's dying. And Um, him trying to accept the fact that he's going to lose her. And it's it's fucking hard. Yeah, Yeah, I cried numerous times yeah. before I watched it before Matt and Darren watched it and I warned them I was like yo like I'm just gonna let you know it's a really <laughs> sad episode it's not like any of the other episodes no. like they get really fucking deep yeah and like there's so much emotion in it and even the animation is really sweet because it begins with them like about to do something very fucking random and then like his mom pops up and he's like, oh, I got to take this. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. And it goes through, like, his life of growing up with her and her being there for him and then her growing old. And, and him then, being there for her. And him being there for her. And it's just, it it was beautifully done. It was. Like, it makes me teary-eyed just thinking about it because I, it made me think about how I would feel if I lost, like, my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, which is funny because Gris didn't make me feel that kind of pain, but hearing them talk about it, and yeah. I think one of the most important lines is when he was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, mm-hmm. and she was like, cry. Just cry. Yeah. Just cry. Like, there's nothing you can do. And she was so calm and poised, knowing that she only had, like, I don't know how long she had left. She didn't live. know she because she says like when when she first gets diagnosed. I looked up when she died. Yeah, because she gets it first, was like very short uh, after very, the episode. Very shortly yeah. after the episode. The original podcast episode. Yeah, because yeah. not, the, not like, the show. She she gets diagnosed and she's told that she has six months and this is the podcast happens four years after that. Yeah. Um, where it's her her so life she's like is, living on borrowed time. Well, yeah. her life is entirely a massive question mark. Right, yeah. they have no idea when anything's going to happen. And the thing that I found, um. Very hard because the, the the episode does do a bit of a fake out, right? Like yeah, you don't realize that's what it's going to be about at the beginning. Yeah. it's really cute. And yeah. like when she beginning. when she dies, essentially the first time, right? Because he he lays her on this rock and she passes away, and, and he then starts crying. and he starts crying, and then he suddenly gets pregnant, and then it's 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 him dealing with taking care of her. But right? I think but, that was supposed to represent when they found out. Yeah, yeah, that's she what I mean. Got cancer. And yeah. actually, got, but again, that's what I mean. Like yeah. for me, I was like, oh fuck, like. She's dead, like that. That's, that's what it. I thought and, too. And, and then the and then it, she keeps talking. It smacks you back. Well, there's a massive. Oh, yeah. like, uh, there's a couple minutes of, of him just of him of silence just, and him yeah, giving just, birth again and shit. Yeah. And then she starts talking again. But like, it's you can hear it in her voice. This very and, and destiny. I like it that you said calm because I feel it's a very calm acceptance. It's like the last thing that she's trying to do is is help her son feel better about losing her. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's. 
That was fucking hard, <laughs> it's man. It's impossible. And so, Darren, you weren't a, a, a huge fan of the show, but how did you feel about the last episode? I have nothing negative to say about that final episode. Like, the benefit of the show, the good thing about the show, is because it's based around podcast episodes, each one could be, like, entirely different quality, and each one can be entirely separate. And maybe I didn't like those first few episodes, but this episode was, like, it was something else. Like, it was, it was amazing. And I think the anim... Like... Obviously, the podcast stands on its own, but I think the animation to go along with this episode really helps tell the story better because when the podcast episode was recorded, she was alive. Yeah. yeah. And so by using this animation to put it in a different context, it makes it it makes it so powerful. And like I, I, I watched this episode probably like a few days after my grandmother passed away. And, like, thinking about, like, what my mom must be going through. And thinking about, like, what, like, I, like, because what I was going through at the time, too. And, like, it's just, it, it, it's really, really interesting to hear such a frank conversation about, about death. death. And the thing is, it's, like, it's funny at points. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. they both bring in a lot of humor to it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, it's almost like a pain humor. Like, yes. they're trying to make light of it, but you can, you can hear it in their voices. I was so worried yeah. when I, when I told you to, when you said we were watching it and I was like, okay, I should tell him <laughs> about the last episode because that was, like, I think a day or two after yeah. you had talked about your grandmother passing. And I was like, I don't know if you're ready yeah. to watch that because it is, it is very, um, it's hard. It's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's unnerving because that's not where I thought the show was going to go. No. And and how did that episode, like, and I think that's a huge part of it too, like, both in Gris and in this last episode, dealing with personal loss so soon mm-hmm. before this, I mean, do you feel like these experiences were cathartic at all or did they help you at least organize the thoughts in your head a little more? Because obviously there's no fucking band-aid for this, but I, like... I think they did. And again, it goes back to what you were just saying about what do you do? You cry. Yeah. And I cried a lot playing Gris, and I cried a lot watching Midnight Gospel. And, I mean, biologically, crying is beneficial to yeah. us. Yeah. It makes us feel better. It's a release of tension. It's a release of emotion. And, like, I think absolutely they were very cathartic to me. And I don't think they were negative experiences. I, th- I was very happy to play that game, and I was very happy to watch this episode um, and just to like hear about it and hear somebody else going through it and see other people going through it. Um, and just even for somebody who has not, you know, gone through that, it's still a beautifully animated, a beautifully scored, somehow a beautifully directed episode, despite it just being like an entirely (laughs) impromptu conversation. Well, I think the conversation was just beautiful itself. Yeah. And... I think the reason why I was able to watch both of those, and, well, and play the game is because I didn't, because I asked you at first if it was going to be depressing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was, I'm very sensitive to that sort of thing. <laughs> like, if I watch a movie where, like, a father passes away or something, I'm, like, depressed for days afterwards. <laughs> and, like, after I watched this episode, I did call my dad and just, like, have a conversation with him. Because, honestly, I think I would lose my fucking mind. The thought of not being able to hear someone who's been in your life for so long to hear their voice or to call them and then just have them pick up. I actually think about it a lot, probably much more than (laughs) healthy. Mm -hmm. Like I think, well, what if today's the day or when's the day going to happen or when am I going to get that call? You know, especially because I'm here in Korea and I'm not 
in the U.S., um, it really sits heavy, like, on my heart. Yeah. So, watching this episode, I just felt like he's so much stronger than I think I could be. I don't think I could have that conversation with my dad, knowing Mm -hmm. that, like, he only had, like, I... Six months. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's, for me, I, I, I think there's there's two things that I want to bring up as I've been listening to you guys talk. Um, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a big fan of kind of like absurdist humor, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think the absurdity of the animation um, helps deal with it and then at the same time completely breaks you yeah um because of how beautiful and how ridiculous certain moments of this episode are mm-hmm. um like With all the fucking teddy bears the, like the, being doctor the, and stuff yeah. like that. And the, the, the pregnancy and stuff like there's moments that I'm just like i'm like what the fuck like left turn hard here but like it, it helps deal it gives you like almost a, a respite break yeah, yeah. From, from the emotion and then at the same time at the end of the episode when they're both planets and you see them being sucked into this, this black void, hole and you see the, like his mother slowly being pieced away, right? Like, it's not even like it's one go and she's gone. Mm -hmm. You see her slowly get pulled back bit Mm -hmm. by bit, and it it hits that much harder. So while, like, the animation does give you a break, it's also, I feel like, for me, like, because for me, I was was fighting back the tears, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until she started fading back and, like, the dialogue stopped. Yeah. And, like, that's the part that finally ended me. Um, and I, 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 I cried yeah. and it's hard because, and, and, and I think that like, it's so for me personally, um, my relationship with death is a very confusing one because, uh, ever since I was young, um, like when I was like five or six years old, uh, I'd have issues thinking about death, mm-hmm. um, where I was like, I was obsessed with it as a child. I think a lot of children are because we don't really understand it. I mm-hmm. used to be obsessed with it too. I used to be so afraid that I would go to sleep and not wake up and I couldn't. <laughs> go to sleep. Yeah. Because I'd be afraid that, like, that was the closest thing to death yeah. that I could compare it to was going, going to, to sleep. sleep. For me, it was this, I, like, I was constantly thinking about dying and what it would feel like, and then I couldn't sleep, so there was, there were spans of months where, like, I'd end up going and crawling into, my, like, onto a couch that my parents had in, in the room, and the thing is, that happened when I was, like, five or six years old, it happened when I was, like, eight or nine years old, it feels like every couple of years, I would have a span of time where I'd get obsessed with this idea of death, and it would, it went away, uh, up until, uh, the accident I was in a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, where I almost lost somebody that I was, I've been close to for my entire life, mm-hmm. um, and it left everybody else in the car broken to some degree, mm-hmm. and ever since then, and it's something that I still struggle with, and it's I, I can't look at anyone now without thinking about what could kill them. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 like is it like is it stress? Is it obesity? Is it is it gonna be something completely random? Is it going to be cancer? Like I, I look at everyone around me and I look at my close family and I look at my close friends and I'm just like or I look at myself, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like ever since that accident and ever since being in that hospital for a prolonged period of time seeing somebody that I love so dearly go through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've gone to the point where I went to therapy and I, my relationship with the therapist wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped, I just stopped going. I got to the point where I was listening to something every night going to bed cause I couldn't be alone with my thoughts. 
And it wasn't until the last couple months uh, where I started going to therapy again hmm. that I've been starting to work through this. And it's there was a line in that episode, uh, which is the second thing that I want to come to, um, where as she's starting to go, she looks at him and she says, like, like I'll be gone, but like the love that you feel will never go away. Yeah. And like it's just something that like I had never thought about thought about or probably considered right because for me like and it's 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 a common issue for me where i i focus on the most negative sides of certain situations and i and i try to like and and in most things i I can pull myself through but when it comes to something like death like it was one of those moments where like she said that and like i almost lost it and then when she started to fade i it completely like it just ended um because for me I have a really hard time thinking about that. And like you said, Dee, being here overseas in Korea and Darren, for you, having just experienced loss, like I think about that all the time being like, what if I'm not there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking impossible, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, even, even if best case, it would take me a couple of days to get back. Well, even that now with COVID, like, you know, if something happens and they're like in the hospital, like you can't even be there. Yeah. So I that's like really yeah, that scary. Was... Yeah, I mean, I, that was yeah, was my problem too. You know, like when I found out that my grandmother was in the hospital, like, well, I gotta come, I gotta go back home. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, well, you can't because yeah, oh, if you come back, you gotta wait two weeks before yeah. you could do anything. It's impossible. You know? It's like the decision's made for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like now the the reality that we live in is just is just that's what it is. Yeah, and I feel like that episode was. And uh, honestly, I honestly feel like the couple episodes leading up to it We're are getting to that absolutely point. integral to that last episode as well. Mm-hmm. As much as as much praise as, as, as that we have for the last episode, mm-hmm. I think two well, episodes before with yeah, because it's talking about hope and like not giving up. Yeah. yeah, like even though you hope, like things still might get yeah thrown at uh, I don't thrown know at you. And it, but it's like and then take but, that hope in it just crushes you. Well, it's, that's it's, what sucks. Like, I, I, <laughs> no, I really think about this. I really think, like, I used to, I'm not even going to say I used to, like, I get in these modes where I'm just like, if it's always going to be up and down and up and down and up and down, mm-hmm. what's the point? Mm-hmm. You right. know? And I, and I know that's such a negative way to be, but I can't help it. And I get to this point where I'm like, I really hope I'm the first to go. Yeah. Because I can't deal with losing certain people. Like, I think I would just fucking lose my mind. It's up to us to make that point. That's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, You know, I read a book, a very good book called um, Man's Search for Meaning by uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl. And it's about a man who's a doctor and he was in Germany and he was living in Outheaton Living. (laughs) He was living in Auschwitz. He was there. He was in Auschwitz yeah. uh, through, you know, the war because he was Jewish. And he was doing his research on, like, people's hope and trying to find meaning in, like, something that dark. Like, how do you even do it? And, like, talking about how, like, he could tell who was going to die because you could see it in their eyes that they're like, I gave up today. Yeah. And his conclusion was the only way for us to deal with suffering is to give ourselves a reason to deal with it. Yeah, to believe things are going to get better yeah. and it's not always going to be this way. And it's not always given to us. And we have to somehow find a way and a reason. And as long as we have are given us, given ourselves 
some reason, given us some point, then nothing can break us. And it's it's hard because knowing that is easy. It's easy, but it's, <laughs> it's easy to say. It's, it's easy to say, but like it's just still getting there. So like yeah. the episode right before the last one, like his his guest takes is like has a takes a personification of death. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's a conversation with death. This is essentially how the episode is built. And the episode before that is him just struggling to deal with his own insecurities. And this, they all kind of hit one to the next. Um, and then, cul- cul- you know, culminating in that last episode. And I feel like it's heartbreaking and it's heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. But hearing someone knowing they're about to die... And like, and for me, mm-hmm. like, obviously the way that the episode was headed, like I, I wasn't like, I knew she was going to die, but like, it was a matter of when, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the episode hits you a couple points and it's just like, they're not fake outs, right? But they're just like, they're just, Is she gone? Yeah. Is she gone? Like, what's, what's the story here? And it's, it's hard. And I feel like with Chris as well, right? Like it's, they're both stories of how do you deal? I mm-hmm. felt like Chris was easier for me because she was already gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. This is him. Before she was gone. Before yeah. she was gone and listening. And I just can't even wrap my mind around knowing that you're going to die yeah. and trying to console someone. That's crazy. You know, because yeah. it's like you would think you would be the person who needed to be consoled because you're the one yeah. who's dying. I don't, it was, ooh, this was a deep. <laughs> deep dive. Hey, oh. Welcome to our two hour podcast yeah. about pain and suffering. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's important to hear this shit. Because I it is. You. I know. I and, and I think it's people hit a point in suffering, I think, whether it's because they lost someone, because it's depression or anxiety or, or whatever mental illness or whatever issue that they might be having where sometimes it can feel like, what the fuck's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think if you get to that point, this is just like to everyone, if you mm-hmm. start to feel like you've gotten to that point, just know that like there are a lot of people out there who have got, I've definitely been at that point. Like I was suicidal suicidal when I was in high school mm. and like I definitely like tried and ended up in the hospital. There are a lot of people out there who are dealing because society is fucked, okay? And <laughs> we're all going through it and trying to figure out life. Yeah. With no roadmap, with people who are giving us ideas of how they went through things, but everybody's situation is a little different. So, if you feel that way, please talk to someone and if you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to there are definitely numbers and hotlines that you can call like you don't the most important thing is that you don't have to go through this alone yeah and i think therapy still has a negative stigma around it like Mm -hmm. people have this idea that i go to therapy because there's something wrong yeah and and honestly in in my perfect world everyone would go to therapy Mm -hmm. regardless of everybody should go to therapy yeah therapist should go to therapy yeah like there's just there even just to have that space to be able to just word vomit at someone right where where they there'll be no judgment and nothing so like I think one of the hard things is, though, is that, like, in certain places, therapy is so expensive. Which is yeah. why, but there's now their online therapy to do that, right? Like, there's, that's Yeah, like, talk space. Like, there's there's a lot there that you could do. And for me, and, like, the, again, like, it took me years of a lot of self-destructing through food, through alcohol, through different ways 
before I got to the point where I felt like I was ready to go to therapy again. And yeah. And the thing, and again, it wasn't as much of a choice as it was like a, I need to go now. Mm-hmm. And that's what some people have to get to that point. But like, even though you said there's like, there's ways to go about it. I'm just going to say there are people in situations who just don't have the money to do it, even yeah. online. Yeah. Because like, for example, Talkspace is $260 a month and yeah. some people just don't have yeah, that money. Sure. So what I'm going to say to you is that if you have negative people around you and you know who those negative people are, and if you can cut those people off, that will help you so yeah. much. Find people who believe in you and ch- even if you just find a friend online, you know yeah. what I mean? Talk to someone. Like the most important thing is to find someone who will listen and who will be there for you. Yes. Even if you can't pay for it. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, even though, uh, and like you're hundred percent right, that things can be expensive. Some of them, cause when I looked into online therapy here, some of them do have like payment deferral plans. So even if you are in a situation where you can't pay for it, they will essentially let you put it on a tab where they'll let you like, well, they'll let you figure out a payment plan for later. Um, and even if, even if that's something you can't do, like Destiny said, like, just, just find a willing ear, right? Because, or even, even if you can't write it, down. write it down, that's exactly what I was about to say. Journal it, get it on the page and just, just. And then go back and read. You know what yeah. I've been doing? I've actually been making videos, um, of myself and putting them on Instagram and not, not that you guys have to do this, but I'm hoping that in a year I can look back and be in a different place and see how much growth I've done. And even if you don't want to put them on a public platform, you can just make the videos for yourself yeah, yeah. and then go back and look at them. And I promise you, it helps so much. And the reason why I put them on a public public platform is because I have friends like from all over the world who are like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're so bold to put that out there. I could never do that, but it's helping me so much like I feel like you feel and just knowing honestly honest to God just knowing somebody is going through similar things that I'm going through has helped me so much Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's important and I think that this shit should be talked about and there are outlets like there's a lot of media now where mental health is now more in the forefront and people are talking about it more so if you if you can afford it Go to therapy. If you can't, try and find someone in your life that's willing to listen. If you can't, write it down. Write it down. Podcast. Like, just, There's just even podcasts. That anything. On just it. anything. anything. There, there are so many resources now that like grief and depression and anxiety and PTSD and 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 just mental illness. Online groups also. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be something that controls your life. It can be something that. You can manage. Yeah, you don't have to do it alone. Because it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Hell, even write to us. Yeah. Leave fuck. us a comment. Go Talk on the Facebook. Us. Yeah, send us a message. Or go to Kind Words, actually. Yeah. That yeah. was a great, like, Kind Words was such a good game. Free. And it's free. Yeah. And it's anonymous. You yeah. just go in there, type what you're feeling, and, like, people it's all about love. people sending love to you. Yeah. Real people. Real, Real people, people sending love. So... I think Midnight Gospel and I think Gris, both of them handle mental health and handle grief and handle loss in a way that we should talk about and we should handle more. And on any given day, especially now in in the current climate that we live in, do not be afraid to look for help. Do not be afraid to reach out. There will always be somebody willing to be there in some way, shape or form. And if they're not, 
You don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. Just focus on... We're here for you. Exactly. Right, Darren? Right. Right. <laughs> what was that squeaky thing you did with your Don't, lips in the bottle? We'll talk about I that had after. Bring, I had to bring that up. <laughs> Let's just end it on a lighter note, okay? Yeah. Darren was making out with the soju bottle. I, I think the soju hit me very hard for a very hard conversation. <laughs> I was going to say... Yeah, a little washed over there. I think we needed the drink, honestly. This was a... I, I, going into this, I knew this one was going to be hard. Oh I gosh. knew this was going to be I a tough one. I think I cry on the podcast. Don't, don't. I almost did a few times. It's just, it's... Again... But I, it, like, sucked it, it back in. I was like, get back in there, tear. In, in the words of... Fuck, what's her name? Denine Fendig, Duncan Trussell's mom. If you need to cry... Just cry. That's true. Don't just let it out. Exactly. The soju definitely more. helped. Good. Yeah. <laughs> the very, very, the very last thing. And, and the plum wine helped. And Darren, we're gonna spend two minutes on this, and we're done. Oh God. Zack Snyder's Justice League reshoots won't involve the cast. This is coming from IGN, uh, coming from the way of Matt Fowler. Fucking Justice League is coming back. That's not what they wrote, but um, <laughs> HBO Max is bringing back Justice League. The Zack Snyder cut. The bitching and whining of fanboys across the fucking internet has finally paid off. They're spending. 20 to 30 million dollars on fucking visual effects and shit to put this Frankenstein movie of a monster I'm sticking by that together uh, there will be no further reshoots the actors are not involved in any way shape or form it's just they might, visual it's just visual and, and, dialogue. and they, dialogue they might do some VO oh okay but I can't believe that the group whining of a bunch of fucking man babies actually led to this I am I'm legit excited for this because for two reasons. One, I don't think the movie can get any worse, so maybe it will be a little bit better. And two, I kind of want it to be bad. I kind of really hope that it's bad to shut people up from being like, well, the Snyder Cut would have been better. No, but you know that there's going to be fanboys that no matter the quality of this movie, they're going to die on this fucking hill. Well, I will watch it day one. I will, I will too, be there. because I also need to see what the fuck this I is. I will watch you guys watch it. I, I sincerely <laughs> hope that it's good. I would love it to I be good. I don't think it will. Because I don't think that movie... I think Zack Snyder is the problem in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Not the fucking solution. That's like I the want the actors to be... and actresses did the best what they could. Joss Whedon, I felt like tried to fucking Save slap it. something together. I feel like Zack Snyder is just dark and dour to the point of being dark and dour. And I just, I really fucking wonder what this movie, how this movie is gonna be pieced together because like, it's not finished. No. And. What the fuck? It soon will be. Uh, it's, it's set for, like, what, 2021, right? It's yeah. coming to HBO Max in 2021. I'll give them some time. We're going to see what the fuck comes out of this because my hopes are not high. <laughs> I hope, I genuinely hope that this movie's good because, like, I really do think Henry Cavill is actually a good Superman. I think mm. Ben Affleck could have been a great Batman. I really like... He's so Gal- weird to me as Batman. I, for, as, I as an older, weathered Batman, yeah. I don't think it's a bad call. I think a lot, and like from hearing about like Ray Fisher, the actor who plays Cyborg, like how fucking happy he was with this announcement, like just because there's more of him and proper development for him. And like there's like whatever. So I just, I, I, I think it sets a really interesting precedent that if people bitch and whine enough, something can happen. 
And I feel like this is a horrible example for that because I feel like students <laughs> will look at this example, see it come out, see it probably be bad, and then be like, we never listen to the fans again. Yeah. Um, okay, but it's not the fans' fault you fucked up. Yeah. No, but that's how you it know fucking... they should have listened for the Fantastic Four where they made fucking, what's his name, black, and it made absolutely no sense. No sense. Michael and B. I'm, Jordan? I am all... Fuck oh, sorry, him. Johnny Storm. Fuck him. I'm all about, like, you know what? There are so many black characters out there. Sorry, a little rant for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. There's so many black characters out there and black stories that they haven't even touched on that they could have they made a fucking Storm movie before they made this atrocity that fucking... Fan forced it. Yeah, yeah, that movie was hot garbage. Um, and now there are people f- pulling for a Josh Trank cut of Fantastic Four. There are people pulling for a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. And it's just like there, there's actually yeah. If there's a great interview with Josh Trank about what the Fantastic Four Josh Trank cut could have been, and honestly, didn't really sound that much better. You, All you the can, Fantastic listen, Four movies bomb. To be, to be, to to fucking put this in a not so eloquent way, there's only so much that you can polish a turd. <laughs> yeah. So I again, I really do hope this movie's gonna be good. My hopes for an art high. I'm gonna be a Darren with Darren on this one. Um, we'll see what. The I'm fuck gonna comes. go in. I'm gonna come out like I did with the Sonic. No, movie. we're we do not even be, have. To, I'm gonna be excited. We don't even have be to excited go. Excited for the interracial dating in the movie. We don't, interracial dating in the movie. I don't care how Cyborg gets with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't even have to go in anywhere, D. This is coming online. We can just watch this from the comfort of our own oh, fucking homes. Oh, this is going to be garbage. Yeah. Uh, no theater release? <laughs> I wonder if they will. I really wonder if they will, but HBO Max probably has fucking the rights locked yeah. down for this shit. Wait, is is, is Jason Momoa going to be in it? Of course. Yeah. It's the same, same movie. Same, it's the same movie. They're just... That's the same why... movie. They're just... Changing. Fucking jigsawing it back together with a different way, with, in a different way, with different cuts. So essentially, what happened? What happened in the original? I'm gonna go for this real quick. What happened in the original movie? Zack Snyder was making it. Yeah. He tragically lost his child to suicide, part, like halfway through the movie, or like okay. the movie was like halfway through three quarters That's of the way really done. That's really interesting because we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Lost his lost his child. I can't remember if it was his son or daughter. Anyways, lost his child, so he stepped down. Joss Whedon, the original director of Firefly, yeah, uh, I know Buffy, who that is. Anyways, steps in. And kind of recuts the movie together, refilms a bunch of shit to try to make it. A, the studio was not happy with Zack Snyder's. Cut. Exactly, they, he made tried to make it a bit lighter. So essentially, the final product was this fucking amalgamation of two different directors, two very different takes on the movie. A lot of Zack Snyder's shit was cut from the ending, so that shit just went fucking sideways. So essentially, since its release, so they've already filmed everything, and they're just gonna re-edit it. Yeah, essentially, they're gonna yeah. put visual effects on. Again, they filmed most of it, we not all of it. it. No, they did. They did film all of it. Did they? Yeah. yeah. I didn't think they filmed all of it. No, all the reshoots I, were for Joss Whedon called right, reshoots. But I thought there was a delay in the movie and Joss Whedon stepped in for reshoots. No, there was uh, it was in editing when he stepped away. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I'm... Maybe but usually they do do reshoots even after enters editing. You said do-do. They do uh, do reshoots after it's finished editing. So he could have gone back and required reshoots, yeah. but we just wouldn't know. But okay. principal photography was finished. All right, well then we'll see what the fuck happens with this movie in a year. Yeah. All right. Well, guys... For one of our longer podcasts in quite a while. How long is it now? 137. Oh, man. God, deep. And for a, uh, not a dark, but a deep podcast mm-hmm. and a very emotional podcast, I thank you both for joining me on this journey. Darren, you got anything left fucking banging around up there? No. All right? No. Destiny, what about you? If I'm not on next week's podcast, it's because I'm still recovering oh. from this. You want to give a shout out to somebody. You want to give a shout out to somebody. Who? 
to some YouTuber or something. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, my God. I just got super excited. Okay, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Patrick Cloud, and he's probably never going to listen to this. Yeah, well, we'll But I secretly love you. <laughs> not creepy at all but he actually is i know a, what you smell like i don't but he has dreads and i'm sure he smells like cocoa butter and goddesses ambrosia i don't know anyways anyways so um he is really funny you guys should check out his youtube he does like the dad jokes and he actually he's i think he's doing something called what game made me and he's a huge gamer he has a triforce tattoo nice so, um, anyways, yeah, I just want to tell you guys, if you guys haven't checked him out, look at Patrick Cloud. He's fucking hilarious. He's gorgeous. He's mine. <laughs> and, um, yeah, check him out and tell us what you guys think of him because he's really funny. He's a gamer. And they're not a lot of, like, famous black YouTube gamers. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was really excited about him. You know, I'm black. He's black. So I got to support him. That's not really true. <laughs> but I'm going to support him because I have a crush on him. Love I'll check him Patrick. out. Please, nice. please check him out. I Anytime he likes one of my comments, I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, he saw me. He saw me. Notice me some pie. I was about to fucking say that. Uh, cool. Awesome. The last thing that I... Well, two last things very quickly. I also want to give another shout out to Mick. He was on last week's podcast. Oh, yeah, Mick. He's, he's He's working on, on some cool shit right now. We'll have more details for you right now. But again, if you're, if you're getting into podcasting, if you're looking for any audio work, please... Hit up Mick. Mick. Hit, hit up Mick. We'll post links once we get them from him as he finishes his development of his new audio project. And the very, 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 very last thing that I want to say, remember, you are not alone. If you need to cry, cry. The love that you feel from people around you will never go away whether they're there or if they're not. And the love that you have for people will never go away. Just remember you're important. And if you need someone, look for help. If you can't find it, Write it down. Do something for yourself. Last that, resort. Message us. Yeah. Reach out. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be there. So please be well. Do what you need to for your mental health. Don't be afraid to take time for yourself. And don't forget to take time for us. Catch us on YouTube, <laughs> on Facebook, on everywhere. Please like, subscribe, and share if you liked what you heard. We, we, we do love doing this a lot, and we do care about all of you listening. So please help us be as help famous as Jack... McLeod. That wasn't his name. Patrick. Patrick, not McLeod. <laughs> Patrick Cloud. I was, I was James McLeod from James the Star McLeod. Fox series. Do a barrel roll. Also, uh, um, Alistair, I just, you might hear something in like the next podcast. I just want you to know that I was tripping and it's not true and you're my favorite guest. Uh, the last <laughs> podcast. Yeah, the last That would have been the last podcast. Yeah, the last You already one. heard it. <gasps> Shit. No, he didn't. That he would have yeah, heard, heard it already. It's already on? That's next week. This is going to be two weeks from now. Oh. I mean... Time travel. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. All right, everybody. Please check us out. We'll see you in a week. Thank you so much for listening. Darren, say bye. Bye. Destiny, say bye. Bye, bye, bye. Peace out. What's up, every...
missed it. You did miss it. Okay. 